Zachary, you may do out the timer on. What's the matter? You can't sleep? No, no, I'm just uh, going over some of my answers from the polygraph test your dad just gave me. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Well, did you lie to him? Hey, welcome back to another episode of Dad Shorts, where we're just two dads talking to another dad about things dads like. That's right. And we do it all in under 30 minutes. Most never. Oh, we never. do it in under 35 minutes. I, it's been close. Close to 35. It, I, I'm impressed. Yeah. You know, uh, close only counts in horse grenades, as Andy Dwyer likes to say. <laughs> Indeed. And I am 100% glad we are close to our time frame. Yeah, we're real close. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys all have been getting free episodes. That, so it's, it's, it's like when a game goes to overtime. Yeah. Free podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Five minutes of free podcast. Uh, we should also mention, I do want to mention some big news. Okay, do it. Thank you to all of our listeners because we have now officially reached the point where we could do advertisements. Yeah. We're not though. That is free very... podcast for you because we love you. Well, okay, maybe not. Eventually we want to do We've ads. talked about maybe. getting some very specific because we have to be choosy. Yes. Uh, because this is a dad shorts mm-hmm. podcast. We want to make sure that we are on brand. Yes. With anything that we choose to lend our I'm brand. I'm not going to just support to. anything. No. Mm-hmm. We're going to support things that support dads. Yes. Like jock straps. And the man's ear. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah. So that's what we're here. Little for. teaser. <laughs> Some commercials coming soon for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but all on brand. All, all on brand. Speaking of on brand, boy, we have gone off the rails quickly. So and we quick. should probably introduce our guest for today. Did you start the timer? <laughs> I did start the timer. We are already like three minutes in. It's let's do fantastic. it. All right. Uh, let's introduce our guest today. We have joining us uh, Mr. Kalen Hubbard. Kalen. Uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, my name is Kaylin Hubbard. I live here in the area, uh, sell real estate, and uh, husband and father, uh, father of one. Father of one. How old mm-hmm. is your child? Um, I have an eight-year-old daughter. Oh and she's gosh. in third grade. Yeah, yeah. So she's eight and is fixing to conquer the world. So Very cool. And how has the adjustment been to upper elementary? Because that's a big change. So I mean, yeah, I mean, right now we're just a few weeks into to third grade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we're really stoked about it. There's, uh, you know, I think they're doing a good job of working in more and more responsibilities. And you know, she's got her planner now, and she's <laughs> responsible for planning out all the homeworks due on one day of the week. So she's got to, you know, get it all done in different days. So, is there anything you'd like to say to your future self at yes. this point? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, can we do this coffee. in? reverse i'd like to tell <laughs> myself something two weeks ago okay can, yeah. can you have that ability you know go for it we can <laughs> post it like, can... I'm gonna, let me google some lotto numbers real quick <laughs> yeah. get the uh, the magazine mm. that tells you who's gonna win the uh, world series that's right yeah. Yeah. Like right. I saw that sports almanac uh, that was that's weird yeah uh galen we ask every dad this first question what's your go-to dad outfit um well my opinion a dad outfit is any outfit that makes their kid roll their eyes uh, so in, uh-huh. in our, in, in my world, that's anything that I can, uh, rock a bandana with. Yes. I like oh, a good okay. bandana, but when I put it on just, uh, my daughter's instant reaction is, do you have to wear that? <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm about to put another one on. <laughs> like, no, I, I was kind of questioning it until I got that. And now it's an all day. Uh, so I'll tell you about a bandana I've named uh, Prison <laughs> so yeah outside of that pair of basketball shorts and a t-shirt nice. what i'm wearing today. i'm curious do you call your banana a do-rag no bandana okay just hmm? is there what is the difference between a do-rag and a, and a, and a bandana uh, bandana you have to tie a do-rag is kind of like semi-elastic truth 
I've yeah. learned something new. Yeah. You're welcome. Count me down. As a bandana can be worn all kinds of ways. You can wear like the Karate Kid one yes. strap bandana. You can go all over the top of the head bandana. You can wear it the pock. Yeah. Could you wear but, it like a crevasse? I mean, you could. <laughs> Let me Google crevasse real quick. But it's like a, yeah, it's what Fred like, wears yeah, on Scooby Doo. All right, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Appreciate you breaking that down for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. We are adults. Uh, yep. Speaking of adults, I don't know why that's a segue. Um, what is your best dad story? That was pretty smooth. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my, I mean, I feel like I haven't been a dad long enough to store up a ton of my own stories, so I have to go with my dad. Um, yeah, he, my dad was an educator, uh, so both my mom and dad were both educators, so I got a lot of time after school, you know, um, with them. And one day I'm out and all of a sudden there are no cars in the parking lot at all, <laughs> at all. There's, and then I finally found one, which was another coach. My dad was a coach and he kind of looked at me. I looked at him and we're both like, this isn't right. And uh, <laughs> so he calls home and we live way out in the country, gets a hold of my mom. My dad's on his way home. He pulls in on real far away from the door. He starts heading to the house. Mom starts heading towards him. And he just doesn't say a word, gets right back in the truck, <laughs> hightails it 10 miles back into town, and he was in some hot, hot water. He was, it, it was, it was a bad day for, for him. Love it. So, Love it. Yeah. That's great. Uh, what's uh, the best advice you can give to a new dad? Um, so I got, I got a two part on this one. And, and one of them was um, part of the, the best advice my dad ever gave me. And he said, um, it was about the time uh, that I was getting married and he said, there's, there's going to come a lot of times where you have no idea what to do. And you probably, there isn't anything that you really can do to fix the problem. There's a problem and you can't fix it. Just hold it. And, and he was referring to, you know, my wife. And I think with dads, there's going to be a lot of times where I don't, I, I don't know what to do, but my goal is to one, be present and to, if I can't do anything else, and if she'll allow me, just just hold her in mind, you know. Um, but that the the present part when I taught middle school, that was my biggest advice to parents was, I mean, okay, your kids in middle school, they're no longer human. Like you got a couple of years where all logic is out the door, all their energy is going into not being embarrassed. The only thing you can do consistently is be present. Just when you stop being present, you forfeit a lot of abilities there. So just be present. Nice. Cool. Uh, all right. What is your best dad at the joke? <laughs> all right. Uh, not, not. Who's there? Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Nobody who Abe Lincoln is? <laughs> <laughs> not, not. Who's there? George Washington. George Washington who? Was Abe just here? <laughs> That's I good. like it. That's good. That's that's a nice two part. That's a, that's a, I'm a two parter. I'm a two part guy. That's uh, it's the Don't sequel. the ads for this. <laughs> <laughs> so many two part questions. Uh, there you go. Uh, the title right. of our ads at this point. I'm like, I feel like we've talked about it. We probably we should probably go back and edit this in like earlier in the episode. So you want to? We're gonna say we're gonna start having dads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it goes with the dad joke part. <laughs> it's time it. for another dad. <laughs> That's how you know that it's not a real product. <laughs> it's true. Yet. Spoiler Yet. alert. <laughs> you didn't know a man's ear wasn't real. <laughs> not what's happened yet, and I feel sorry for you. Oh, uh, cool. 
Listen, we uh, we finished up almost right on time because we I were... I have no idea how. <laughs> no. That's because I went down from three-parters to two-parters. Oh, no, no, no. Three-parters. So, so the I'm third cutting act it down. is being saved for later. <laughs> right. Not like just it. a two-parter. Frugal. <laughs> Frugal. Classic dad. That's right. <laughs> Oh, well, listen, uh, we want to talk serious for a little bit. Um, And, you know, all three of us have daughters and Mm -hmm. raising daughters is hard. I think especially hard for for dads because there's a lot about women I don't understand. It's a whole nother world. Yes. It's a whole nother world. And I think about like, you know, all of my experience growing up with women was about, you know, trying to date women. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I became a dad and I'm like, don't come near my daughter. Yeah. Because it's it's like it's scary because I remember being a teen and I was just like, that's terrifying. Yeah. And I like, have three teen daughters. Too, we, and know, like, we don't know enough about no. being a girl and we know too much about yes. being a guy. Like, and it's yeah. just terrifying. Yeah. So I, Zach, you have three daughters. Yeah. I have four I have daughters. Four, four daughters. But three of them are teenagers. Oh my goodness. I know. I have one in And Scott grade. has one in fourth grade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and I've got am, one in third grade. Okay. Unfortunately, the veteran of this group, my, I have two daughters who are in the dating range and, and our 14 year old has no interest in, in, in dating yet, thankfully, but She's, she's in that range too. So she's getting there and it's just like, oh my goodness. It's like, it's a whole different realm. There are, there are days when I'm just like, how do I get you back to this elementary age? <laughs> well, I think, I think you kind of hit it on the head. The biggest relevation and thing that's helped me out the, the most. And part of this just come, came through marriage. And a lot of our conversations is guys have to fully understand that as much as you think, you know, about women, <laughs> it is minuscule. Min- I mean, it's so, so tiny. They grew up and they've got years and years and years in a world you will never, ever, ever understand. You'll never understand constantly every time you're in a parking lot gripping your keys in yeah. a certain way. Mm-hmm. You will never understand like when – like the other day – I was in our parking lot and someone honked as they drove by and I turn and wave, mm-hmm. yep. you know, I drove by and saw my wife in the parking lot and I honked like to wave at her. She didn't move. And, and I talked to her later. She's like, Oh no, like people honk all the time. No, I, I never look. Yeah. Cause it's always a guy being a guy and yep. being, you know, not, I don't say a guy being a guy, a guy, not understanding what his actions are, you know, but I was like, Oh, I've mind blown. It's just a whole nother world. And I think that translates when you're raising daughters, you've got to understand that they are growing up in a world that you never, never saw. I hope it makes me a better guy because the truth is that I am 100% mansplained things to, to women, especially as a teacher in a female dominated profession. I know I have not, not intentionally trying to be rude, Mm -hmm. but then one of my daughters all of a sudden was talking about being mansplained something in uh, her class about history. And she's like, I have a better grade than this guy. I do not understand why he was. I'm just like, did you explain to her what mansplaining is? <laughs> <laughs> she's just explaining it to me. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah, that stinks. And I just got home to my wife. I was like, my daughter got mansplained to today. Yeah. And I wanted to, I was like, I didn't even know the guy. I was like, I want to destroy him. And then I was like, how many times have I done that? And somebody has been like, I want to destroy you for mansplaining something. And if they were to bring that up to you because she's a female, mm-hmm. She would get classified as something totally different. Whereas if Scott brought that up to you, yep. he would, you know, if, if that woman's like, hey, I deserve X, Y, and G, oh, oh, they're pushy. Whereas the guy's like, oh, no, he goes after what he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're, they're, it's, oh my gosh, I, I could talk for hours that in the, I've only been married um, going, it's going to be 11 years next, next month. And just the, when you live with, 
that other side, you start to see more and more of their world. And it's just every day it blows my mind. I want to ask, I want to talk a little bit about uh, protecting your daughters. I feel like there's a push in our culture to just grow up too fast. And, and I feel like it's, it's not maturity. It's a, it's a loss of innocence. And I feel like it's just all over. We, we just have this innocence that there was about being a child. And it's so easy, especially for women to lose that innocence. And so how do we as dads kind of protect the innocence that our daughters can have mm-hmm. and keep them, you know, from just the evils? I mean, and this goes for any child, but I think especially for women, you know, you talked about holding the keys, you know, why are you teaching your daughter that Well, You don't want to, you know, freak them out with statistics on horrible things that can happen to them so early, but at the same time, you want to protect them from mm-hmm. these things happening to them. So how do we kind of protect our daughters and keep them from the the dangers in this world while keeping allowing them to be innocent kids as long as possible. So when I, when I think about that, I think about there, it's kind of two different worlds of, okay, situations and, and like physical danger Mm -hmm. and then protecting her from just this world of um, cultural biases and cultural influence that, that shape, you know, shape women at a very early age that to be a woman, you have to be perfect and you have to be always be presentable and put together. Whereas men are like, nah, he's, he's out there trying things and, and it's okay to be messy and it's okay to, um, you know, learn from your mistakes. So on the, on the physical part, then, yeah, I think there's a lot of my responsibility to, to keep, you know, my, my girl's eight, it's going to be a, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be different for, you know, Zach's girl and, and your girl. There's a lot of responsibility on me to keep her from those just physically harmful situations. And then on the other side, like I see it as 30% protection, 70% ammunition and, mm. and, and not handing her a nine mil, but I'm talking like, I want her to be armed with decision-making abilities. I want her to be armed with, with the understanding that these are my decisions it's not only my responsibility to make them, but no one else is going to make them for me. And I'm going to make sure no one makes them for me. And I'm not going to expect someone to make them for me, but I want her to grow up to just armed to take on this crazy world. Yeah. You know, and you know, yeah, it's that weird fine line of, you know, letting her be exposed enough to learn, but not where she's going to get hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, at an early age and, and all kinds it's, but it's been really interesting to see her, especially in the last year or so, really coming to her own of she's starting to pick out those those cultural things that like, no, that's not the way it should be. You know, that's not we were at a party um, a couple days ago. She gets in their truck and we're like, oh, how, you know, how, how how'd you like it? How was a good time? She goes, oh, no, I had fun, blah, blah, blah. So and so's dad's kind of rude, though. Hmm. I said, well, that's weird. You know, I, I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, he said, here's some pink for the girls. He was handing out something. But that was his his word. Here's some pink for the girls. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why did he he didn't he he didn't shouldn't have said it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, high five. <laughs> That's right. He shouldn't have, you know. Yeah. But I want her to pick that up now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than down the road. And that's part of that ammunition of she's starting to look for it. She's starting to see it. She's starting to say, no, I don't want to, I don't want that to be my world. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important too, that we model what that positive interaction like mm-hmm. looks like. And like, I think oftentimes we, we feed into this, this uh, like negative narrative and 
Um, I, I think we had a we had a guest a couple of weeks ago talking about uh, Tim talking about like parenting out of fear mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like and so I loved that we, yeah that was yeah. like he did he did a great job kind of explaining through that and I think um, for us like empowering uh, my girl Charlotte like she like modeling what it looks like to be treated well mm-hmm. modeling what it looks like to be loved well um, and, and modeling that with my wife uh, modeling that for my boys. Um, I love the fact that she's grown up with three brothers because yeah. she doesn't take any crap. Um, like she, like it's it's very it's very interesting to watch her kind of grow into that um, to the point now where like uh, somebody said something in the hallway just kind of like in passing after school one day, and she turned around and it, I think it was something to do with like uh, oh that's that's uh, that's his brother like instead of calling her, her his sister. And it caught her crosswise and she turned around. And she's like, I ain't his brother. I'm his <laughs> sister and I will beat you up. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. slow down. But on, but on the other hand, like I, that's, that's really cool that you are like empowered enough and comfortable mm-hmm. enough in your own skin to like, I, I mean, defend yourself, like have those conversations, not just shrink away because you are afraid to interact with this person that you don't necessarily know. But yeah. And it, cool. and it's tough. You know, where is, where is that? Like when I had that conversation with my daughter, I said, you know, did you, did you say anything? And she goes, and she said, no, I, I was a little scared. Yeah. I mean, she'd never met, you know, this is an, a grown adult right. man, Yeah, you know? And, you know, I was like, you know, that's okay. But that's going to, as she gets older, that leads to that conversation of what is an acceptable response to that? You yeah, know, absolutely. Instead mm-hmm. of, you know, what, what is that, you know, things that you can say to make that other person think about what they just said, you know, and think about the impact, you know, that, that it's having. Um, because if, you know, if that's being said there, it's being said all over the place and, and, and a nice guy, yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. he had any idea the impact of that comment, yep. but man, it stuck with her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and that's how that, that goes back to to like assuming positive intent, like having right. those positive presuppositions and understanding that like it is possible that he's just ignorant. So like having that conversation, like you said, like what does that look like to respectfully uh, learn somebody <laughs> and like teach right. them like, OK, you're just ignorant. Like, let's let's have this conversation. I'm not like I'm not busting your chops, but like, yeah, here's here's how I feel about this. Here's, right. Uh, how that made me feel. And how, here's how those conversations can go. And that's a scary thing, especially when you're talking about a third grader and like a grown man. Like that's a, right. That's a hard conversation. But I love like that's one thing that we do here at school is try to really like empower our kids yeah. to have those candid conversations and to be able to like have real conversations with each other and not just like accept things at face value and, or automatically assume that that person is a horrible human being because they said something wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, Cause right. kids of this age say, say wrong things yeah. quite a bit. And what you're, sorry, what you're, you're saying about those tough conversations. Um, we have a, a, a phrase that we use in, in our family a lot. the, the success of your blank directly correlates the amount of tough conversations you're willing to have. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you That's can fill in that blank with family, yeah, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, co-teachers, yep. you know, mother-daughter relationship. But if you can't have those tough conversations, you know, your success is going to go out the window. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. 
Well, listen, that was a good conversation. We're a little bit over our segment, so we're going to okay. move on. We kind of hit heavy, you know. Yeah, I kind of like did. we hit heavy, and that that's good. awesome. I think that's important, but uh, you know, we're we're kind of guys who like to end on on some fun too. Yep. And we're like, let's transition. We're going to go to our third segment, and uh, you guys, you don't have to think about this quite yet, but I do. My my daughter uh, is bringing home her first interest in dating, Ooh. and I'm just kind of like. So you haven't met him at all? I've met him. Yeah, I met okay. him once. Uh, it's nice, but we kind of have like our family's expectation for what dating should look like. And we're like, part of that starts with you coming to our family and just kind of being a part of our family and finding out who we are and, and then going from there. And so she's bringing him home for dinner very soon. And they're still working out the details, but it's it's nerve wracking because, you know, at first I used to think when my daughters were born, I'm going to do that whole scene from um, Bad, Bad Boys 2. Yeah. yeah. Reggie, you heard it. <laughs> Call me. Yes. I'm there. Right. I, mean, I, was like, no, I, I was like, no, no. I, tr- I trust my daughters. I trust my daughters to have made good decisions about the people they bring home. Because yeah. you've armed them like we talked about. I should hope Decision so. making. Yes. Sure so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, it's still scary because I'm like, I, I have to somehow draw the line between, I need to at least be respected. Uh, you know, this is my daughter that I am trusting you with. And you need to have like a, a certain level of, you know, I don't want to say healthy fear, but also at the same time that uh, a, a not fear, you know, mm-hmm. that, that line of, Hey, I am, I'm, I'm taking something that's precious to you out on a date, but at the same time, I'm going to be respectful to her as somebody that you are trusting me with. And it's just like, it's, it's a dangerous thing. It's like, it is, yeah. I'm yeah. freaked out, but at the same time, like I trust my daughters, but scary. So we thought it'd be fun to kind of, as we process through that, what if we could choose people that our daughters bring home. Like, obviously I trust my daughters to bring home, but if they brought home somebody who would be like instant connection, that's somebody that, yes, I'm glad they brought home for whatever reason. Okay. I need to give a disclaimer, just yeah. a slight disclaimer. Uh, you said we thought it might be fun. I think this is horrible. <laughs> I, this was, no, this I had was, a great time coming up with this my list, least man. favorite thing. Like, I, this was awful. Um, I don't want to think about I, I my thought, fourth grade daughter, but whatever. I, I, I thought it was going to be horrible too. Like yeah. before my daughter you know, started to get to this age, I was like terrified. You know, the whole Reggie scene. I was like, I'm going to make them terrified. We'll be cleaning guns. I don't even own a gun. I'm going to find a neighbor's gun. <laughs> give, me, give me a call, man. I'm, I'm there. And then I'm just like, no, I, I actually, I hope that they bring home somebody that I, and I trust they will, will also love and respect. Yeah. Because I hopefully, like you said, raised you know, competent, critical thinkers. Yeah. Absolutely. So we thought it'd be fun if you could choose any pop culture. We've got a couple different categories here and we're, we're down on time. So let's just go uh, two TV characters. Like if your daughter could bring home somebody, a TV character of some kind, who would you want them to bring home? Yeah. Now, and, is, and is, is this, again, is this a draft? No, like, no, no, no draft. Draft. Okay, all right. We may have some Because I, ha- yeah. I got three in case one of y'all took <laughs> one of mine. <laughs> like I'm ready to roll, man. All right, uh, just the TV character you hope comes home. Okay, um, so... On the TV and movies, I went with young characters. Okay. All right. Okay. But with the historical figures and pop culture, I don't know what they were as young. So those are Thanks men. for completely ruining all of our topics. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But um, my two TV, uh, um, Jim Halpert. Okay. Yeah. That's and I put him one. in. He's older, but in his character, he was dating. Yeah. yeah okay. So he dated yeah. Pam. So, so Jim Halpert. So yeah, well, I'm focusing mean, on like the, the characteristics, the qualities, that kind of thing. So yeah, like, why, why would you want Jim? Yeah. Um, because he puts others first. Oh, that's a good on a one. high, high level. Yeah. Yeah. I know if him and my daughter connect, she will be a huge priority mm-hmm. for him. Cool. So yeah. that was, that was, that was big. Um, and then I'm going to go on the other one, Doogie Hauser. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Doogie. Doogie. Oh, man. Dude, yeah. Great so, pick. So, intelligent. Obviously, <laughs> yes. he's got drive. Uh-huh. Loves to help other people. 
Yep. Doogie Howser. Those are my like, two TVs. I feel TVs. like I need to rethink all of my choices now. That was great. That was great. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with Steve Urkel. No, I'm just kidding. I, I actually <laughs> did have Steve you Urkel. Got Steve. I've, got, I've got Stefan Urkel. <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, no. For mine, I'm going to go next. I'm going to okay, start yeah. you. Uh, for my TVs, I've got uh, Jake Peralta. Uh, yes. Nine-Nine. Like, I feel Jake like he Peralta. just, like, he adores. Like, yes. I just, I, I, I love the way that he... Well played. Uh, his, okay. Well played. His, uh, his girl, and then uh, Jack Bauer. I mean, that's a good. I one. mean, not necessarily like a great like husband, yeah. but he is going to protect like, yeah his wife and family and all of that. Kind I feel of like stuff. he would be on. He would be on my list for father in law. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like if I could one. pick him as a father in law, I'd take him or Liam Neeson from Taken. Right. Yeah. Well, that's my father. Here's the deal about, about particular set of skills. Jack Brow- Jack Bauer is like fantastic husband material. 24 hours at a time. Uh, my two uh, are similar. I chose Steve Urkel for the exact same reason. Okay. We have all mentioned dedication. Yep. Talk about a guy who was clearly had identified somebody that he was in love with very early on and was just like, yes, yep. you are my target and I am pursuing you. Uh, my other one that I chose was um, Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. Talk about a dude who just seems like, he would be, if he came into my house, I would be like, this seems fun. This <laughs> seems fun. Yeah. And I, and I know, you know, you never question at Listen all. His, my mouth his love for April. Yeah. We're going to get a little music. We're going to talk a little, you know, Indianapolis Colts. It's a good time. Oh, gosh. My, I like that. I like that. How about uh, movies? Anybody have your movies? Okay. For movies, I'm going to go first because I'm okay. going to steal yours, I think. You think? Uh, Wesley from Princess Bride. I did not. You didn't have Wesley? Wesley. Oh, wow. Wow. I am sh- I am ashamed <laughs> of me as a person. I am well played. I am sad for I you. love Yes. Yeah. Cool. Like, well I mean, he's played. the Dead Pirate Roberts. Like he can. Like there's all okay. sorts. He's dedicated. Fin- finish, yeah, we'll finish yours, and I'll go next. Okay. And then we'll have we'll have uh, Caitlin finish up. So. Okay. And then I got Lloyd Dobler from uh, Say Anything. Oh yeah, that's actually a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's mad that you got two good ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a good that one. Sounds about right. Dang it! I chose Maximus from Gladiator. Okay. Yeah. 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 Talk about a family oh, man. Wow. He's protect. Like he's he's an army man. He's a family man. He's self made. Uh, that's really I'm in on Maximus. If, if Maximus yep. walks my door, you're not gonna have a good conversation. No with matter him. how no. far apart they get, he's like, yep. no, I'm. My goal is still coming back. Yes. I like that. Yeah, now, it's, it's not a terrible conversation. No, but like everything we see in the movie, he's not a guy you actually want to sit down and watch a football game with. But if he's interested in my daughter, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you 100 are a guy who's gonna take care of my daughter okay. and and love her. Uh, the other one I chose was Jack Ryan. Same reason. Yep. Protect okay. my daughter. Yep. You know, <laughs> and a dude who is smart, intelligent, but also in the art. I went military. Where man, do you where do you man. think your daughter's going on dates, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where protected. you think like your daughter's gonna be like, hey, we're out of the house. Let's go to a rave. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. So whoever said to my daughter better make sure rave. they're gonna protect her because I can't. <laughs> I don't know, God. Oh been a fight. I'm oh scared of that. Like this my protector. Okay, so again, my 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 movie ones were young characters. Yep. Okay. So I went Peter Parker. Okay, oh, that's a good right. one. He ta- yeah. he looks after people. Yeah. Like he has a heart for people. He's got a big and, heart. and yeah, wait, yeah. which iteration? Yeah, though? that's true. The multiverse now. Oh gosh. Um. Can I can I admit, can I pull characteristics yeah, from absolutely. from all? Of, yeah, I would make my own version of Peter Parker. That's <laughs> the real comic version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, I would go with that, and then I'm gonna go Julius Campbell from Remember the Titans. Oh, oh that's a man, good one. That is Julia. a great one. When when he talks to to ladies, yes, ma'am, that's no, not ma'am, yes, that's right, that's <laughs> right, that's right. Oh, that's real. So good. yeah, my honorable mention was Luke Skywalker. Oh, that, okay. that's fantastic. Uh, we only have time for one more, but, so know, whatever. 
I'll let you choose. Uh, Kaylin, you want to do historical figure or pop culture? Well, let's just you choose. Everybody choose because I want to do okay. my historical figure. But who do you okay. want to do? Instead of doing two, kind of do one for yeah, me. Sure, man. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, my pop culture is gonna be Trevor Noah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Trevor yeah, Noah yeah. Mm-hmm. traveled the world. He's mm-hmm. he's he's well rounded and just has. I love his wide open view of the world. Yeah. and then makes his own decisions based on his own okay. research on that. So I'm gonna go Trevor Noah there. And then on the historical figure, this one's going to be a little bit of a curveball, but it's because of the characteristics. I'm going Amelia Earhart because of the drive and the like, I can do anything. Adventure spirit, 100%. I can do anything. I'm going to piggyback on that with my historical figure, which is actually George Putnam, Amelia Earhart's husband. (laughs) That's hilarious. so yes! I, I forget like I, I love that story and he like oh. proposed to her like six times before she said yes. yeah like super persistent and also like not she's like afraid. I don't got time I'm flying yeah. man like not afraid to like let her have the spotlight like I yeah. love I love love that so I, I went with George Putnam for wow wait so uh, we're on the same page I know yeah. for the same reason I kind of went with Frank Butler who was married to Annie Oakley huh. um, who <laughs> like, yeah, like he was a sharpshooter and then he realized that she had more star power she was a better shop sharpshooter and just shifted into that like support role hmm. and like just really like a great husband support system for uh amelia Earhart. i thought that nice. was th- those were my yeah. historical ones uh, i chose uh, for my historical one that i want to share I, ch- I chose jackie robinson and okay. here's why uh, you know you look at the story between him and rachel robinson like they are are committed and dedicated to each other but they weren't afraid to face hard challenges and and change the world like they knew going in you know, if you've read the story of Jackie Robinson, that this was going to be a hard and difficult thing. And they were both just like in, yeah. we know mm-hmm. that's how awesome. we're doing it. And I want my daughters to be able to do hard things that change our culture and change, you know, who we are. That's, that's awesome. funny. Uh, I had Jim Thorpe. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Jim Thorpe. We're on the same page. Historical one, I want to point out a, a one I don't want. And that's Henry the eighth. Oh man. If Henry VIII is <laughs> the door, please go away. <laughs> Like you're not. I would literally face. lose my head. Go date Marie Antoinette. Power couple. So I'm. I'm. We have. We actually have more time than you think we do. I. Um, I have our time is up. Okay, our time is up. But I'm but, still gonna get my pop culture. All right, do your pop culture. It's right? like an amalgam of these two. I, right. I like really like Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd. Um, oh, they've got man. that. Uh, that like dopey like sweetheart. Can you mix type those of, yeah, that's two? What, that's what I'm thinking. Can yeah. you imagine that? Like that, dude. That that'd be a great dude. That'd be great. That'd, that'd be, be a great, great dude. dude. Uh, Did you have any other ones you want to share, Caleb? You know. Um, my so yeah, my three historical were Abe Lincoln. <laughs> three historic and I, George Washington. Well, I had three in case we had a draft. <laughs> okay. And you know, if you'd have said Earhart. Earhart's husband. I don't know if that would have disqualified <laughs> my Amelia. <laughs> so that's yeah. Right. So then my so my pop cultures were Trevor Noah, Jimmy Fallon, okay, and Twitch. Oh, Twitch is great. No, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. It's just like um. So he's um on um Ellen. Ellen. He's the DJ. He's the oh, DJ, okay. and, and he's he also on he's Judge on. So you think you can? So you think you can? Yeah. But he's okay. just positive, positive, mm. positive. He's a yeah. male version of Ellen. Just always positive. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So um. Now, Luke Scarborough. Oh, my, my two TV ones that I did. Brad Taylor, the oldest of oh, yeah. Home Improvement. Of yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I, I like him. And um, Sean Hunter, Corey's best friend from Boy Meets World. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Sean Spencer, um, <laughs> which 
from uh you know psych from psych oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. him and gus like either one <laughs> like just a mix anyway yeah all right that is all the time, all we time have. Have. Yeah. okay now we're out <laughs> now we are over now, now you're at 35 minutes yeah see here's the deal uh zach was trying to get you to pay for this episode That's and right. i am here for you <laughs> <laughs> bonus content that's right oh listen we appreciate you listening don't forget to uh find us where you find your podcast and like subscribe like subscribe subscribe and rate uh we would love some five-star reviews we don't have any yet so we would love to get a few so if you would leave us one maybe we'll send you something in the mail I should, I I should send my mom an episode and have her five stars. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, my mom is listening and she's not five oh, star reviews. Wow. I know. That's painful. Uh, also, find Ouch. us on Facebook. You can find us at Dad Shorts Podcast on Facebook and then email us. We promise we'll start checking our email at dadshortspodcast at gmail.com. True that. Check it right now. Heck yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us. Have an awesome day and we'll see you guys for the next episode. Later. Uh, I had Professor Xavier that I didn't list. <laughs> Which version? Uh, the um, ooh, because you go with the young, like no, the college yes, the version. Young. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. I can't think of what the actor is. He's uh, fantastic. Yeah, he is really good. James Avery. There James McAvoy. James, James McAvoy. 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 Yeah, yeah, James McAvoy. Yeah, that's who I went with. Because uh, you know he he works through some of that grief and and the way he handles Does the he whole though? stuff with uh, Mystique. Yeah, by the end and the trilogy, you know, the Apocalypto, that was the only redeeming part. Apocalypse, not Apocalypto. It's a different Whatever. movie. Whatever. <laughs> that guy. That guy. The horrible Chris, I mean, Oscar Isaac's villain. He it's was, a great villain that was done really I know, dirty. I know. That's, oh, Stinking comic book movies. <laughs>